Hi, this is Pastor Bobby Andy, and welcome back to Student of the Word. We're talking about the healing power of God. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus, and so many Christians don't understand it. What's all this stuff about claiming the blood and using the blood and drawing blood boundaries? Is that scriptural, or has God given us something more powerful than that, the name of Jesus? I think you can already figure it out. Let's go to the Word of God and talk about it today. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Today we are number six in our series on the healing lamb. And in the last session we had, we talked about the authority given to us in the name of Jesus. We talked about the fact that authority is above us. Authority is given to us. We don't create the authority. It's given to us by Jesus Christ, but even he didn't create it. It was given to him by God the Father. So Jesus said in a verse of scripture, he said, when you listen to me and do what I ask you, you're doing do what, what the Father's asked you to do. For I've sent you in my name, but the Father has sent me in his name. And to do what Jesus asked us to do is to do what the Father's asked us to do. And so we talked again about that authority given to us in the name of Jesus. And today we're going to talk about the name of Jesus, what all is behind that name. Because again, when a policeman would come to the door, as they used to, they don't do it now. They used to do it on TV. I really miss that part where they knocked on the door and said, open in the name of the law. In other words, I may look scrawny, I may look like a nobody, but I'm not coming in Bob's name. I'm coming in the name of the law. So the law represents all that power behind me. If you if you disobey me, if I say something to do to you and you don't do it, you're going to face the police cars, you're going to face the guns, you're going to face the police officers. If you still won't move, we've got larger guns behind that. We've got SWAT teams. I mean, we can go all the way and we're going to get you. So you understand when I say, you know, open up in the name of the law, what's behind that phrase? When I use the name of Jesus, we understand what's behind the phrase in the name of Jesus. So I'm speaking from my book on the grace of healing. And so this includes what I'm teaching and have been teaching this past a number of days. And so this book on the grace of healing again approaches it. You see a hand on the front of it, but the hand is empty. That's your hand because so much of what's been taught on healing and the miracles is your faith. And of course, that is absolutely necessary for your faith. But understand something, something came before faith. It was God's grace. And if God doesn't have grace and doesn't offer you something in grace, your faith has nothing to receive. When I ask for salvation, it's my faith that saves me, but it's the power of God that's been there since the work of the cross. And so without God's full hand, my empty hand has nothing to receive. That's again, the whole essence of healing here. I call it the grace of healing. And you find out what God did for you, even from eternity past to provide for your healing through the work of the cross. So again, the book is available at halftime. The announcer will come on and tell you how you can have a copy of that just for yourself. And you can mark it all up and just learn from it. And uh, you say, I had a minister tell me one time, he said he has a minister friend who gives Bibles away. So he uses a Bible for a while and then gives away. He says, I would never do that. I got too many notes that I'll go buy a brand new one and give it to him, but I will not turn loose of that one that I've got with my own personal notes in it. And that's the way these books are. Mark them all up. I mean, scratch stuff in the sides and all that kind of thing. And that's where you really have it here over a computer screen. I can tell you that. You don't want to mark up your computer screen, but you can mark up a book and go back and, you know, a year later, look at it and go, oh man, yeah, I wrote that in there. Ooh, that's a good thought. Because in the meantime, you forgot about it. But those markings and that writing helps you remember what you wrote. So be sure and get yourself a copy of The Grace of Healing. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22 
We're going to talk about the blood of Jesus to start with, and we're going to talk about the name of Jesus. Hebrews 9.22 says this, almost everything by the law is purged with blood. The word purged means cleaned, is cleaned with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sins. Acts chapter 17, verse 24 through 26, he has made from one blood every nation of man to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwelling. Don't tell me the sovereignty of God doesn't go to work when it comes to salvation. It does, but listen, God doesn't sovereignly choose who he wants to, to get saved. He offers it to everybody. It's your choice to take it, but there is some sovereignty around the salvation itself and also sovereignty around the times and all this you were born. Listen to this verse. He's made from one blood every nation. That one blood is Adam and Eve. That's the one blood we all came from. And on top of that says he's made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwelling. You know what this verse says? You had no choice in when you were born. It was pre-appointed by God and where you were born, that was pre-appointed by God. You know, we divide ourselves in by race, gender. Oh, so much is being made today out of your race, your gender, your age, your color, your income, your education, your social status, your parents, all these different things. And we divide ourselves up that way. And the world makes such a thing out of our differences. But one thing unites is blood. And it all came from Adam and it came from Eve. So the Adam's blood, because it became tainted by his sin, has come down to all of us. Listen, there's no such thing as black blood white blood, old blood, educated blood. We can accept a blood transfusion from any color, race, gender, age, social background, as long as it is the same blood type as ours. I don't ask if it's black blood or, or Asian blood or female, male, young, old. Listen, if it's blood, it's blood. It's what I need. I'm going to take it. Jesus didn't shed his skin for us, but he shed his blood for us. The one thing that unites us together in this verse of scripture is he's made out of one blood all mankind on the face of the earth. So Jesus didn't shed his skin for us. Otherwise, and all the people who are, you know, that are Hebrew can say, well, he shed Hebrew skin for us. It's got a certain color to it. And the blacks would say, well, he didn't die for me. The whites would say he didn't die for me. He died for everybody because he didn't shed his skin. He shed his blood for us. He shed the blood of our covenant. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 through 28 says this, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, take it, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, gave thanks for it, gave it to them saying, drink all of it for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. We just said it. He didn't shed his skin for us. He shed his blood for us. We make such a big thing. We again, talk about this color, that color. And if you're white, somehow you're just, you're not very good today. If you're black, you're great. If you're any other color, you're great. And we keep coming against all this stuff when you had no choice then. It's been pre-appointed. The first said you were pre-appointed. So the color of your skin was pre-appointed. Your nationality is pre-appointed. Your parents are pre-appointed. Where you were born, when you were born, what country you were born in, what state you were born in, what city you were born in, what side of the city you were born in, your socioeconomic, you had no choice. You had no choice of your parents. And believe me, by the time all of you were teenagers, you were wanting to swap parents with one of your friends because they were sure nicer than your parents, but you couldn't do that. Why? You were born with a certain set of parents and you had no choice. God didn't come to you before you were born and 
say, do you want to be a man or a woman? Uh, do you want to be born in this country, that country? What color do you want to be? None of that. He pre-chose all that things, which tells you something. Apparently, God has a plan for you because he chose all those things for you. And in the midst of all the things that you draw circles around and say, I can't get past that or I can't get past that, God laughs at you because you have the potential of heaven to set things right in your generation from wherever you came from, whoever you came from, what country you came from, what color you are, what blood type you are, all the different things we talk about because why? God has placed us here and you were born for such a time as this. John 6 and verse 54 says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. He wasn't talking about eating his physical flesh and drinking his physical blood. It's seen here in type in the communion elements, but literally when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you accepted all of him. Acts 20, 28, the church which he has purchased with his own blood. Romans 3, 25, propitiation and righteousness came through the faith that we have in his blood. Romans 5, 9, We've been justified by his blood. 1 Corinthians 10, 16, the communion or fellowship of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 7, Colossians 1, 14, we have redemption through his blood. Ephesians 2, 13, we were made near by the blood. Why? Because we were a long way off from him. But when we got born again, we came right up to him. And now we've joined him by his blood. Colossians 1, 20. He's made peace or reconciliation through his blood. Hebrews 13, 12, we've been sanctified along with everyone else by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He sanctified the people with his blood. 1 Peter 1, 19, we were not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Jesus. 1 John 1, 7, for Christians, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Are you seeing what I'm saying? There's only one element that cleans us, only one element that brings us into eternal life, and that is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood here is not referring to the physical blood that we need a bowl of it today. No, it refers to his life. He came to give his life a ransom for many and the life is in the blood. When Jesus shed his blood, he was literally pouring out his eternal life, his life that came from God, his pure life that came from God, his sinless life that came from God. And because of that, we've received eternal life. It's symbolized under one thing, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood is the only thing, I'm gonna repeat this again, The blood is the only thing that cleanses from sin. Sinners for eternal life and Christians from their sins for fellowship are all cleansed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is it that brings us into eternal life? The blood of Jesus. As Christians, what is it that cleanses us from our sins we might commit as Christians? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The old hymns were correct. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is a fountain filled with blood and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes white as snow. It comes back to this again, folks. You are saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the beauty of it is here, the one element that God has given that cleanses us and it cleanses everybody is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God does not save you by your skin color. He doesn't save you by your nationality or your gender. The amount of income you have, the education you have, none of that matters to God. It's an open heart on the inside. And when we get to heaven, the verses of scripture and revelation tell us, 
that in heaven we will be shouting praises before God of every kindred, tribe, tongue, nation, no matter where you came from, no matter what time period you came from, because the common thing in all the earth that brings us into relationship with Jesus Christ is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, shed for many for the remission of sins. It was shed for everybody. All God is waiting for you to do is to reach out with simple faith and receive him as your Lord and receive him as your Savior. This is the Great Commission. Isn't this interesting? I mean, we go so many places and we look at people by their works and, oh, this is a nice guy. He might already be saved. Well, he might already be saved, but you're not going to know till you question him because his niceness isn't going to get him into heaven. Heaven's going to be filled with good people and bad people and hell is going to be filled with good people and bad people. The only difference was the good people and bad people in heaven received Jesus as their savior. The good people and bad people in hell rejected Jesus as their savior. He is the common denominator that sends a person to heaven or sends a person to hell by accepting him or rejecting him. Aren't you glad you received Jesus? I trust what this is giving to you is a brand new umption and, and push to become a better witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We put it off and sometimes we feel embarrassed. Get over it. Just start bringing up Jesus in conversation. I guarantee you the day we're living in today, people are desiring to hear about it. There is a craving in them. Something's wrong with this world that even sinners can figure out. And they know we need something. And you've got the message, salvation by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll see you right after the break. How much faith do I need to be healed? In The Grace of Healing, Bob Yandian answers this question and reveals the missing ingredient to the healing you've been praying for, grace. Throughout church history, the doctrines of grace and faith have been taken to separate extremes as they relate to healing. The result is that many believers struggle to receive healing from God. Those on the side of grace deny the need for faith, believing that God only heals a select few. For those who only see a need for faith, the pursuit of healing becomes a legalistic struggle to change God's mind. Pastor Bob takes a different approach with practical biblical teaching that balances both elements of grace and faith. You'll find the healing you've been waiting for when you find the missing ingredient of grace. To order The Grace of Healing, visit bobyendian.com. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. 
For those of you that are watching today and you are not a partner with me, would you really seriously consider it? I've asked you to be a minister for Jesus. In fact, before the break, I told you, get out there. Come on, get some gumption inside of you and start leading people to Jesus. I also ask you, why don't you get some gumption in you, especially those who've been watching for some time. Love the broadcast. Use the notes. Go preach it somewhere else. Fine with me. Go do it. Teach it in your classes. Teach it from the pulpit. But you know what? Why not share some? They did the same with Jesus. Jesus commended them for taking the word and going and preaching. They even you know, rejoiced in him that the demons were subject through the name of Jesus. They had all that, but you know what? Many turned around and blessed him financially and Jesus commended them. And in fact, it's brought out in the word of God, a group of women traveled and watched him from a distance wherever he went and they gave into his ministry. We're told others gave into his ministry. Jesus had a bag of money with him. They used it for staying in places and all this, but he also gave to the poor. What I'm saying is if you truly, truly love the Lord and you're thankful for what you're receiving here, why don't you join me as a partner? Think about it. Why won't you? I don't want you to stand up to me in heaven and go, man, I loved your broadcast. But I was really convicted because I, I didn't give in your ministry. Did you ever start giving? No, I never did start giving. Why not? Again, I don't want to have that happen. It happened and neither do you. So why don't you just start giving now? I'm not asking you how much to give and I'm not telling you how much to give. That's between you and God. As a man purposed it in his heart, so let him give. All I'm saying is just start doing it. Man, if you feel like it's a small amount, it goes in with the other amounts. And you know what? I don't know exactly how much you send. I just know for the fact you join me as a partner. Please do it. Go to my website, bobyandian.com. You'll find a great place there where you can become a partner with me. And you're going to sign that thing and send it and, and give it you know, over the internet. And you're going to, as soon as you did, you're going to go, wow, I feel better already. Wow, that's great. See, there's something about being obedient to God that brings a great blessing with it. We talked about the blood of Jesus. And in the second part of the broadcast, I'm going to talk about the name of Jesus because there's some misconceptions today. People use the blood like they use the name. I mean, they plead the blood, they claim the blood, they cover with the blood, and the blood has never been given to us. The name of Jesus has been given to us. And so for people to say, I just plead the blood over that. There's no place in the Bible to plead the blood. I don't know where it started. Probably started with some Pentecostal denomination. I came out of Pentecost, and I know many that did that. But somehow we just have this idea the blood is our property, and we're supposed to know it's the property of God. God owns the blood. We'll take a look at that in just a moment. But he doesn't own the name. He gave that name to us to use in this earth. The blood was not given to us. We have no authority over the blood. The blood has not been given to the church. God owns the blood and uses it. Acts 20, 28, the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Revelation 1, 5, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. You can't plead the blood. There's not one scripture in the Bible that tells you you have the power to do with the blood as you please. You witness to somebody the moment they say, okay, and they pray the prayer of faith and they understand and they receive Jesus as their savior, the blood has been poured out from heaven. The price has been paid, but I didn't do that. I just presented the gospel and the blood of Christ. The blood that comes from God cleanses them. So you cannot, number one, plead the blood. I don't even understand what that means, but there's people doing it. 
Well, I claim the blood. How can you claim it? I don't know. It's not even mine. I can't claim it. It's God's. It comes to me when I exercise my faith, but it belongs to God. I can't cover with the blood. I just cover the blood over that situation. I don't know what it means. Yes, people don't to explain it. They can't explain what they mean. They just do it because everybody does it and it sounds spiritual. But let's talk about that. In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, it says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Well, they maybe they get it from this verse of scripture, but you know what? The way we overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb is getting born again. That's a verse about salvation. First of all, they were born again. Next of all, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Next of all, the word of their testimony. This is their witness. The word, here's the word logos of their testimony means they're witnessing. As they are witnessing and giving testimony about what the Lord has done, they overcame Satan. And thirdly, they loved not their lives unto death. You fall in love with Jesus so much you're willing to die for him. In fact, I was hearing a story the other day. There's a, back during communism, back in the early days, you know, of North Korea. They couldn't understand why they couldn't get Christians to deny the Lord. And those that were being tortured just up until the very end had calmness about them and received their death. And they said, how do we ever get these people, you know, to deny the Lord? And then and the word to them was, they just have such trust in him. We can't get them to stop. And so that's what the beauty notices. They didn't love their own life to death. They did not value their physical life over death. If it came to a choice for Jesus Christ, kill me. In fact, kill me and I'll instantly be in his presence to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, to live as Christ, to die as gain. All of these scriptures given to us, the blood of the lamb is the new birth. The word of our testimony is our spiritual growth. And notice this, that's how we overcome Satan. We overcome him by receiving Jesus. That's the blood of the lamb. Next of all, the spoken word from our testimony, we give our witness to others. This is discipleship. And finally, they did not even love their life to the point of death. So we've overcome at salvation and we overcome daily through the word of God. First John chapter five and verse four says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You wanna be an overcomer in the world? First of all, be born of God. Next of all, overcome the world through your faith. And your faith is what is, is your exercise of faith. This is your life growing up after you've been born again. The Red Sea is a type of gaining salvation through the blood of Jesus. Even the color that the sea was called red is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shedding of blood and they went through. Israel went in and came out on the other side. Pharaoh went in and was drowned in the midst of it. When we went in and we came out, what happened was our sins went in and they were drowned. We came out on the other side without our sin. It was the blood of Jesus that cleansed us from all sin. The Jordan River is a type of regaining fellowship for a Christian. And it also comes through blood. The Jordan River is a type of the sprinkling of blood. It's a type of the foot washing that represents fellowship with God and it's for a Christian. I want you to notice something. If you're a sinner going into the Red Sea, it's the Red Sea that cleanses you or the blood of Jesus Christ. The Jordan River is for a believer. And when they went across and went into the land of promise God gave to them, also the blood of Jesus is what regains fellowship for a believer. So the blood of Jesus cleanses from sin to a sinner and gets them born again for a believer. It brings us back into fellowship, but there is no such thing as the remission of sin for a for a sinner or a Christian without the blood of Jesus. That is the agent for cleansing. So you want to know really what I'm saying to you? The purpose of blood is the cleansing of sin. But that's it. That's it. Nothing beyond that. When a person receives Jesus as Savior, the blood cleanses him.
because nothing else can do it. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But when a Christian also in the, in the midst of this place they are in, you know, the wilderness they're in, they're trying to get over in the promised land. What's keeping them back is their personal sins. What they need to do is go through the Jordan River. The Jordan River also is a type of the blood of Jesus Christ. But notice something, the Red Sea took a lot of water and this one over here for the bring in the promised land was a little bit of water. And the difference between those two is like taking a bath and foot washing. What we have is one's for a sinner, one's for a believer. It doesn't take as much of the blood of Jesus that you got saved for you to come back into fellowship with him. It only takes a little bit, but it's still, you can't do it. It takes the blood of Jesus. Next of all, what's been given to the church is not the blood. What's been given to the church is the name of Jesus. And the problem is, is people use the blood of Jesus when they should be using the name of Jesus, Philippians 2. Verses nine and 10 tells us, therefore God also has highly exalted him, that's Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth. In John uh, chapter 16 and verse 24 in Jesus' prayer, until now you've asked nothing in my name, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Notice he didn't say you claim the blood. He said, until now you've asked nothing in my name, but now ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. When it comes to casting out devils, Luke chapter 10 and verse 17, the 70 returned again saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. Notice this, ask anything in my name, that's prayer. He says, and you'll receive it that your joy may be full. When it comes to casting out devils, how do we do it? Not in the name of Bob, not in the name of my good works. I come out of him. I went to church this morning. That doesn't do anything for you. You could have missed church this morning and the name of Jesus still has power. Don't miss church. But I'm simply saying, if you did, that's not the reason why the demon's gonna come out. They're gonna come out because we're using the name of Jesus. Notice this, the 70 returns saying, even the devils are subject unto us. Tacked on this, through your name, not because we claim the blood, not because we plead the blood. And we have safety in our Christian life, but not because we plead the blood. No, it's because we operate in the name of Jesus and stand on the authority we have of the scriptures of God. How about healing? Acts chapter three and verse six. And here we have the man at the gate, beautiful. Peter said, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I do have, what I do have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Notice they use the name of Jesus. They use the name of his humanity because it's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Deity didn't come from Nazareth. Humanity came from Nazareth and God anointed a human being from the city of Nazareth. If God could anoint Jesus of Nazareth, he can anoint Bob of Tulsa. Bigsby's where I'm living. He can anoint Bob from Bigsby. The point of it is if God could anoint Jesus in his humanity, now that I've been born again, he anoints my humanity. And guess what? He can anoint me because I'm not God. I'm a human being. And the humanity of Jesus was anointed. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. What about the great commission? Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. These signs shall follow those who believe in my name they shall cast out devils. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they'll take up serpents. In my name, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
And again, I want you to know it's not the name of Christ, it's the name of Jesus. You can say Jesus Christ, but again, it's the humanity that died for us. It's the humanity that rose from the dead. It's humanity that gave authority to humanity to do the works of Jesus himself. It was humanity that did those works in Jesus. He didn't even start till he was 30. And at the time of 30 years old, when he stepped in that public ministry, the Holy Spirit came upon him, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus of Nazareth began to do signs, wonders, and miracles. But notice what I do. I do it in the name of Jesus. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. It cleansed me, made me a Christian. And every day as a Christian, if I need to ask the Lord to forgive me, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. So what's been given to us is the name of Jesus. What's been given to is the church. The name of Jesus is the authority given to the church. The blood doesn't have authority over the works of Satan. It has authority over sin. The name of Jesus has authority over Satan and all of his works. Wow, what a great teaching this is. And so simple. Use the name of Jesus. See you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.